Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast. And it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. Today's episode is coming to you from a very, very tired host. Today's conversation was recorded at last night's open mic. I was at the King's Head in Bayswater. I got there in good time and first up on our lineup because of course without open mics you can sign up online ukopenmic.com forward slash events to see where the nights are and to reserve your spot i could already see that number the number one spot the first spot had been reserved by none other than country owl and that is who i speak to on today's episode country owl is as country owl does they play country music and they are typically at the start of any lineup that they sign up for and they are a fantastic opening act for any open mic so this is a good i don't know anything else i didn't know anything else about country owl other than their name and they did exactly what they said on the tin they are country owl by name country owl by nature but on this episode we get to dig a little deeper below the surface and find out that country owl used to make music with synthesizers i don't know what their name was then I, uh, astronaut Al? Astronaut Al. Oh, Al, if you ever release that synthesizer music, I want a copyright for the name Astronaut Al. Anyway, here's me talking to Country Al about all that they are. And then I'll explain more about why I'm so tired afterwards. But first, enjoy this chat. Okay, I am in the King's Head. We've still got a couple of maybe 15 or so minutes before I have to set up. So I thought now would be a good time to catch up with one of my favorite performers at UK Open Mic. What's your name? Uh, I am Country Al. How long have you been doing open mics? A very long time. Um, Has it always been in London? Uh, predominantly, I have done an open mic in Cornwall. Okay. Uh, but London's the main spot where you do it. It is, obviously, there's a high concentration of them, but uh, I was in Cornwall because that's where my family are from, and I was performing there, at which point I sort of, in a very condescending manner, said, well, yeah, there's open mics everywhere in London, I suspect this is the only one for miles around, at which point they went, well, no, there's one practically every night, (laughs) and I felt like a horrendous snob. (laughs) But yes, since London is where I live, that is where I do them, and there are indeed lots of them. How long, how much time passed between you starting to make music and you performing at open mics? A very long time. Uh, So initially, I was doing very different music uh, with synthesizers that I was recording onto 8-track recording machines. Uh, Was this by yourself? Yes, yeah. I mean, I I can play keyboards as well, even though it's not something I play when I'm performing. Yeah, I'll head more your way. Sorry, let's slide behind. You were saying synthesizers. Yes, yes uh, I had an eight track, I had guitars, I had percussion, I was multi-tracking vocals, the whole nine yards. Okay. I was young, I was pretentious, I thought <laughs> I was going to change the face of music. <laughs> I was very wrong. Um, <laughs> but I would, had been listening to country for a while and it sort of made me realise that there's a complete difference in you've got three chords and a fairly simple melody and not that many words get rid of all the bells and whistles now command people's attention right uh, so was there a bit of a teething period for you to get comfortable with this new approach to music well initially I was just playing country songs as covers for my own entertainment and when I first started open micing that was entirely what I was doing I didn't have any of my own material 
So when did your own material start to come in? Uh, back to when I started. Probably a year or so after I'd been playing mostly covers. Given that country songs are quite simple, I thought this song I'm playing has three chords and isn't very complicated. Surely I could. <laughs> it's like you had your very own punk epiphany of this. Let me distill it right down to its bare essence and go with that instead. What mm. uh, also I thought was quite helpful starting playing covers meant that I was playing songs purely because I enjoyed playing them. And if I played something that people reacted to well, it was like right more like that. Ah. And if I play something that people just talk through, then it's going to like, yeah, that one wasn't working. <laughs> so there was no sense that... Um, <laughs> uh, there was no sense that, oh, this song I persevered over writing and uh, is all about how sad I was feeling the other day. And it's <laughs> You know, I, I'm sticking with this one, Come Hello High Water, because it's, it's so important and so meaningful. It's like immediately the approach was if it doesn't work, then just bin it off and go on to something else. You can really quite quickly hone onto what's working with the crowd and go with that. Yes. Uh, and since a lot of what I do is quite up-tempo and a lot of people at open mics accompany themselves on guitars and do ballad-type stuff, it, it was a sort of immediate niche. <laughs> if you do something lively and interesting, then people suddenly sort of look up from there. <laughs> which is why you know, I'm your favourite of mine for a point, but you often choose the number one slot, which most mm. people often dance around and say, oh, maybe not me. But you get right in there and you command the whole audience's attention. So since doing the covers, a year or so before you started coming up with your own material, how much material have you amassed since then? Lots, uh, although I know that's a hopelessly vague answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you were hoping for a, a, a natural number. <laughs> I mean, is it not collected into albums and EPs and things like that? Or is it just you've got a library of songs? Yes, I've got a library of songs. Uh, a big sort of changing point was learning to play harmonica, which isn't super uncommon as open mics or acoustic gigs, but most people can't really play it very well. Yeah. And nor could I initially, but I've sort of persevered with it, and now almost everything I write has harmonica in, and it sort of changed the writing process slightly as well. The song needed to be short enough that if I put some harmonica bits in, it'll then push it up to about three minutes. Wow, so it's a real almost... You're like a mechanic with a car, just how do I make the best car? A little less precious about the material, a lot more how functional is it to yes. the bigger picture. Mm. Is there any of that synth stuff still available online anywhere? Or is that deep and buried away in Country Owl's basement? Uh, there is a radio show I occasionally appear on, which is... K to K Radio, Kensal to Kilburn Radio, which I know are posted somewhere. I can get back to you on a link at some point. <laughs> I'm on it from time to time, and uh, yes, that has me playing bits and pieces. Uh, but again, that's within the last four or five years, so it's still sort of roughly where I am now. Okay. Um, and yeah, the stuff that you are more likely to perform these days, is that available online anywhere? Not really. I'm not as militant about it as a friend of mine uh, who refused to let anyone record anything. He told people to, you know, please don't point your mobile phone at me while I'm performing. Uh, So for you it's more about the performance and the live situation? Yes, I I kind of 
make occasional noises about recording stuff and making an album that have done for about the last decade so it's not <laughs> it's not something that's going to happen anytime soon but who knows <laughs> well in the meantime I still very much enjoy the live performances and thank you very much for coming down to join us at UK Open Mic thank you for talking to me right I'll let you finish your pre-gig beer and I'll catch you on the stage thank you very Excellent. much and that was that thank you very much to Country Al for your time and for playing last night because boy Last night was was a bit of a madness. So, we were at the King's Head in Bayswater. I I went from having about three people signed up on Thursday to, I think, maybe 16 people signed up by the time Friday 7 o'clock rolled around. Everything was set up, speakers, microphones, things. I was all good to go. And then people started arriving and talking to me particularly some newcomers while I was setting up and so while I'm talking to a couple of our soon-to-be performers I'm trying to plug the power supply into the desk and then eventually I realize I'm I'm pushing it in the right direction why isn't it going in I take a look inside and there are three pins inside the plug that goes into the mixing desk and one of those pins is bent down So I asked around, does anyone have a key ring or something that I could stick in there to try and unbend that pin and then plug in the power supply? Someone did, I attempted to do that, and the pin broke. So essentially, I had no power supply for the mixing desk, which meant the night couldn't happen. So I gathered all of the performers together at the stage and said, I'm very sorry, but I have to run to another venue to get a power supply for this mixing desk because it's not working. So please hang tight if you can. Hopefully it will only be about an half, about a 30-minute delay. I'll get back as soon as possible. I leave. I tell Romeo, slight issue. I've got to run and such. He was like, have you put anything on Facebook? I'm like, no, I haven't got any time. I'm running to the station now. So thankfully he did. And I had a choice. Either go to the plough. So I'm near Queensway Station and Bayswater Station, West London. I can either get the central line to... Tottenham Court Road and run to the Plough, which is a venue that has something I could use, or I could go to Allsop Arms, which is near Baker Street, and I chose Allsop Arms, but little did I remember, it was only upon arrival that Romeo reminded me that Allsop Arms has a completely different mixing desk to our other venues, so I couldn't just take the power supply, I'd have to take the whole desk. While most of our mixing desks have two or three channels, like only a handful of channels, they are smaller, like miniature desks. The also Arms one has about 20 channels. It's a proper desk, desk by name, desk by nature. I guess that's the tagline for today's episode. But it's a lot bigger. So essentially, I had to take the whole box of equipment back with me to the, the King's Head. By the time I got there, there was a football match on Liverpool versus Huddersfield. Liverpool went on to trounce Huddersfield. I think everyone in the pub was a Liverpool fan. I went to university at Huddersfield, so that was an interesting thing to see. Side, that's me getting sidetracked. So I got back, and what is normally our stage area was now overrun by football fans all watching the TVs. So I had to kind of worm my way through everyone, change the speaker cables, plug in the new desk, and eventually we got up and running. But I think I lost about two stone in weight, in weight just from sweat, from running here, then everywhere. Funnily enough... The longest part of my journey from venue to venue was the train, the Circle Line train from Bayswater to Edgware Road. Got stuck at a red signal. There were two trains ahead of us. So it's one of the, it's Google Maps says the journey should take two minutes, 
I think it took closer to 10 because there was a red signal that stopped in between train stations, etc. And you're just thinking, why? Why me? Why now? But Country L, bless his heart, I tasked him with sticking around by my equipment to stand guard of it while I ran to another venue and back again. And the rest of the night went off fairly without a hitch. Bad grammar. Some people left, which was understandable. I did... I. We ended up starting an hour later than planned. So my apologies to anyone that had to leave before they got a chance to perform. Hopefully you don't write us off completely. We do get to cross paths again and I can redeem myself in your eyes. But thank you very much to everyone, including Country Owl, for sticking around. So that's why I sound even more baritone on today's episode. I am now about to be heading out to a gig I'm playing with Unique Technique and with any luck I'll get him on the podcast as well. And then I'll sound even more tired for tomorrow's episode. But thank you very much for listening. Thank you to the listeners in Indonesia. I the last time I spoke to Fur in person, they told me they were going to go and play some shows in Indonesia, which I think they did in March. And I thought, oh, so that's why I've got listeners in Indonesia. I guess Fur are pretty popular there. And I've interviewed them before. So their fans, in searching for more stuff from Fur, came across my podcast. But I guess there's some people out there who are still listening to the podcast. So thank you very much to the folks in Indonesia. There's someone in San Jose, US, who listens quite a lot. And I think it's the person who runs, I think, the most popular fan profile for the strokes on instagram so hello to you if it is you otherwise hello to danny mcmahon who's recently on the podcast and has become a bit of an avid listener so too has victor thank you both very much for listening yeah it's fun to look at the numbers sometimes i think i a good day is when i get maybe 50 plays a day typically i'm looking at about 10 20 which is cool by me i haven't put in too much effort on the self-promotion That might change in May, we'll see. But otherwise, to those of you who are listening, particularly in London, Leeds and Exeter, which are my top cities, so hello to all of you out there. Let's have a quick look, actually. London, Leeds, Exeter, San Jose, Leighton, Amsterdam, Surabaya in Indonesia, Oxford, Ashburn, US, Jakarta, Indonesia, Göteborg in Sweden, which I guess is Victor. Hey, Victor. Uh, Bangdang in Indonesia. Yeah, so Bangdang, Jakarta, and Surabaya, all in Indonesia. Thank you all very much for listening. Gargzai, Gargzai, G-A-R-G-Z-D-A-I in Lithuania, Seattle, Erbil in Iraq, Sharjah in United Arab Emirates. Hello to all of you. Some of you might be bots, but maybe you're a real person. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you all in the next episode. Otherwise, take care.